Welcome to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast, here to give you the knowledge and inspiration to take the next steps in the world of property. Your weekly dose of property market updates, top tips on buying, selling, renting and investing in property. From your expert estate agents and through interviews with industry specialists. We're here to answer your questions. So here's your host, serial entrepreneur and estate agent, David Thomas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of Ask the Estate Agent. I can't believe how quickly these episodes are flying past, um, but thanks again for joining me and downloading this episode. Today's episode is an introduction to buy to let and what to initially consider when investing in property. Now, in future episodes, we will be going into much more detail on, on various aspects of investing, different models and strategies you can try. But for this initial episode, I want to just give an introduction to buy to let and the basic things you should be considering and researching, especially before making that first investment. So let's just jump straight in there and start with number one. Number one is research the market. Seems a bit obvious, I hear you cry, but this is often overlooked or not done in enough detail. So here are the key things to consider. If you're new to buy to let, what do you know about the market? Do you know the risks as well as the benefits? Make sure buy-to-let is the investment you want. Mortgage rates are lower now, but investing in buy-to-let means typically tying up capital in a property that may fall in value. So make sure you speak to a specialist letting agent who has experience in your area, who can give you the best advice on achievable rent values and the type of tenants you can expect. Also, if you know someone who has entered the buy-to-let market, ask them about their experiences. Most landlords, you know, once they've had one or two properties, are pretty experienced in knowing the do's and don'ts, the ups and downs, um, and will be able to give you all their experience for free. So ask, ask around and speak to anybody that's already invested. Number two, then, is choose a promising area. Promising does not mean expensive or cheapest. Promising means a place where people would like to live, and this can be for a variety of reasons. So where in your town has a special appeal? If you're in a commuter belt, which which area has good transport links? Where are the good schools for young families? Where do the students want to live? How far away are local amenities? These are all the questions you need to be asking and looking at once you've located an area that you think is promising. Number three is then know your figures. Before you think about looking around properties, sit down with a pen and paper and write down the cost of properties you're looking at and the rent you're likely to get. Traditionally, buy-to-let lenders want rent to cover 125% of the mortgage repayments. Most also look for a 15 to 25% deposit, or in some cases even larger, for rates that are considerably above residential mortgage deals. So you don't get a a lower, better rate the more deposit you're putting in when it comes to buy to let. You will be paying considerably above normal residential mortgage deals on the most part, but you can shop around. All these measures are put in place to protect against falling prices. So the larger deposits and the rental mortgage coverage are all there to protect the lender against falling prices. The best rate buy-to-let mortgages often come with large arrangement fees as well. 
So you do need to consider these when you're looking at your mortgages with your broker. As well as mortgage affordability, you should also calculate the investment yield of the property. The yield of a property tells you how much of an annual return you're likely to get on your investment. It's calculated by expressing a year's rental income as a percentage of how much the property cost. So you take the annual rental income, divide by the property purchase cost, then multiply this by 100 to give you the gross yield percentage. Bear in mind that this is the gross yield, so it doesn't take into account any expenditures or cost of maintaining the investment, such as management fees, maintenance costs, or any allowances for void periods. This is calculated by taking the annual rent minus the annual costs. So when you want to work out the net yield, you take the annual rent minus the annual costs, which basically equals your annual profit. You then divide this figure by the purchase price and multiply that by 100 to give you your net yield as a percentage. As a guide, you can compare this against other forms of investment, such as interest rates received on your savings, interest received from investing in shares, etc. As a guide, UK residential properties typically achieve a gross yield of between 3-7%, to depending upon the area of the UK the property is located in. Depending on what type of property and what investment you go for, um, HMO properties, they can, they can be up into the double-digit yields, but then it's a lot more complex and a bit more of a uh, hands-on or more involved investment. But for your standard UK residential property, single let, you're, you're looking between 3 to 7% as a gross yield. So that's covering number three, know your figures. Number four, shop the mortgage market. Don't just walk into your bank or building society and ask for a mortgage. It sounds obvious, but people who do this when they need a financial product are one of the reasons why the banks make millions in profit. If you're looking for advice, consider using a specialist buy-to-let mortgage broker. Look for an independent broker that can access as much of the market as possible and they will ensure you have the best choice of mortgages to choose from. Number five, know your target tenant. So once you've located the promising area, you've identified the kind of property that you want to invest in because you've done your calculations and you, you know what your, your return is likely to be for that, the next thing is to know your target tenant. Instead of imagining whether you'd like to live in your investment property yourself, put yourself in the shoes of your target tenant. Who are they and what do they want? If they're students, it needs to be easy to clean and comfortable, but not luxurious. If they're young professionals, it should be modern and stylish, but not overbearing. If it's a family, they'll have plenty of their own belongings and need a blank canvas and possibly outdoor space in a garage. So think, put yourself into the boots of your tenant and see it from their perspective. Know your target tenant. Number six is consider looking further afield. Most buy-to-let investors look for properties near where they live, but your town may not be the best investment. The advantage of a property close by is being able to keep an eye on it, but if you'll be employing an agent anyway, they should do that for you. Cast your net wider and look at towns with good commuter links that are popular with families or have sizable employers located there. So consider looking further afield. Number seven, don't be over ambitious. We've all read the stories about buy-to-let millionaires and their huge portfolios, but the days of double-digit house prices are gone. So now 
it's invest for income rather than short-term capital growth. Rent should be the key return for buy-to-let. Most buy-to-let mortgages are done on an interest-only basis, so the amount borrowed will not be paid off over the time. If you can get a rental return substantially over the mortgage payments, then once you've built up a good emergency fund, you can start saving or investing any extra cash. Once mortgage, costs and tax are taken into account, you'll want the rent to build up over time and then potentially be able to use it as a deposit for further investments or to pay off the mortgage at the end of its term. This means you'll have benefited from the income from rent, paid off the mortgage and hold the property's full capital value. Number eight, haggle over the price. As a buy-to-let investor, you have the same advantage as a first-time buyer when it comes to negotiating a discount. If you're not reliant on selling a property to buy another, then you're not part of a chain and represent less of a risk of a sale falling through. This can be a sizable asset when negotiating a discount. So don't be afraid to ask. Number nine, be aware of the risks. Before you make an investment, you should always investigate the negative aspects as well as the positive. House prices can fall as well as rise, so plan for all eventualities. Even in popular areas, properties can sit empty. One rule of thumb many buy-to-let investors apply is to factor in the property sitting empty for two months of the year. This gives a substantial buffer should the worst happen and you can't find a tenant. Homes often need repairing and things can go wrong. So if you do not have enough in the bank to cover a major repair to your property, such as a new boiler, then you'll end up becoming stuck. Number 10. Consider how hands-on you want to be. Buying a property is only the first step. Will you rent it out yourself or get an agent to do it for you? Agents will charge you a management fee, but will deal with any of the problems and have a good network of plumbers, electricians and other workers if things go wrong. You can make more money by renting the property out yourself, but be prepared to give up weekends, evenings on viewings, advertising and repairs, etc., The question will come down to how much you value your time. So that's all 10 points. Let's have a recap over all of them for you. Number one is research the market. Number two, choose a promising area. Number three, know your figures. Number four, shop the mortgage market. Number five, know your target tenant. Number six, consider looking further afield. Number seven, don't be overambitious. Number eight, haggle over the price. Number nine, be aware of the risks. And number 10, consider how hands-on you want to be. So that's all 10 points to get you started on your journey as a landlord. In future episodes, we'll be going into much more detail on various sides of investing and managing property. But in the meantime, if you have any questions at all that you'd like answering at this stage of your property journey, then please do get in touch with us. You can do this through social media, where you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, just by searching for Ask the Estate Agent, or you can contact us through our website, askthestateagent.co.uk. So that leaves me just to say thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast. And if you enjoyed the show and you found it useful, please don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. And until next time on Ask the Estate Agent, it's goodbye for now. We look forward to answering your property questions and helping you with your next move. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast.